Can Christians aspire to prosperity? Can we have financial success and still be in line with God's values and what he wants for us? What's the intersection between faith and wealth? And where do we even draw that line? Hey, and welcome to Likely Loser. I'm Shireen, aka Reen. I'm a Jesus freak, mama, course creator, and a speaker. Listen, do you want to belong to a community that gets you? Do you want to use your gifts for God's glory to create a kingdom business? You know, that ministry that makes an impact. Are you wishing there was a way to get clarity on what your business is going to look like? Or do you want unshakable confidence to not only move forward on the idea that you've been keeping secret, but have the kind of confidence that makes the ground shake when you walk? So girl, if you are ready to lead with confidence, authenticity, and to walk in your God-given calling, grab you a cup of cocoa, a pen, and a paper, and let's get to work. Hey there, before we get into today's episode, I know that you've been struggling with the confidence to start that online business, you know, that ministry that God has placed on your heart. You want to do it without feeling overwhelmed, frustrated. You may fear that you don't have the experience, the time, the tech skills, or the know-how. I hear you. I was there too. I'm Rain, and I run Boss Brand Academy an all-in-one program that will get you to launch that online business in 90 days or less by using your personality. I'm going to actually give you the knowledge in a go-at-your-own-pace course. I'm going to give you your time back by having direct access to our community. I'm going to give you the tech by providing you a website and email setup. I am going to give you the experience by using my business degrees and the fact that I've already helped hundreds of women start online businesses. This is the only all-in-one business-in-a-box faith-led service. You will never find another one like it. So if you are ready to do this thing all in God's way, there are only 10 spots for the next round. 10 spots. So what you're going to do right now is head over to cupsofcoco.com slash boss brand academy. Get registered right now. And I know I'll see you really soon. Let's get you to where you want to be. So I recently restructured boss brand academy, my program to get you clients to include more features, more benefits, thus increasing the price, right? I want to give my best. I want to give my all to my students. And this made me think about how easy it is now for me to accept payments and to increase my price, but it never used to be that way. And it makes me think about as Christians, we have this overwhelming theme of having money is not necessarily a good thing or you are made to feel like it's a negative thing or you have to give it all away to be a good person. And that's why I wanted to talk about can Christians aspire to prosperity? So this is my money story. 
when I was younger, I had the impression that money was not a good thing. Not that anyone ever said that to me directly. No one said that to me directly, but I was made to believe by the people around me, by my family, subconsciously, that people who have a lot of it are just not good people. And I associated money with power and money with sleaziness or an awful tyrant or a miser, a hoarder, someone who's just obsessed with it. And therefore, like I'm saying, when it came time for me to start a business, it was definitely hard to even talk about that subject. So I remember that my first client ever paid me $9.97, so basically $1,000. And that blew my mind, right? I had a coach, I had a business coach who said, this is the price we're going to make it. I was very iffy about that. I did it anyway. It blew my mind and I couldn't understand. One, why would anyone pay me that amount of money? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I still say that to some people and like you're for your first client that's how much you got paid that's incredible yeah and they don't understand it either but that was my first thought like no one pays anyone that amount of money but 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 they do right and number two should I even be accepting this like as a believer as a Christian should I even be accepting um any type of money doesn't matter the amount any type of money for a service Immediately, I'm thinking about the parable of the talents as told by Jesus. And if you want to read the story, I will leave the verses for you to read in the notes. So we have a rich man who is going on vacation and he wants to leave his money, his property to his workers for that time. Right. So what he does is the first guy, he gives five bags of money. The second guy, he gives uh, two bags of money. The last guy, he just gives one bag of money. But he does this in accordance to their talents, what they're good at. And he says, you know, go ahead and take care of my stuff for me. Right. So after a time has passed, he comes back from his trip. He goes to his workers and says, what have you done with what I've given you? And the first guy says, look, I invested it and I made five times as much as I had. And the second guy says, look, I started my little my little hustle, my little side business, and I made two times as much. And the last guy says, look, I know that you work hard. I wanted to give it back to you just as it was. So I hid it under the ground. And I was afraid to do anything else. And the rich guy says, well, I'm very proud of the other two guys, right? You, you did what you did what you were supposed to do. But the last one, he scolds and he says, you were supposed to not only take care and maintain, but you are supposed to prosper. You're supposed to double, triple uh, multiply what I've given you. That is the point. There's tons of lessons in this story. And I'm going to share some of those truths with you. Number one, money in itself 
isn't a bad thing. Money in itself is not a bad thing. It is just a tool. It does matter how you see money because how you see it influences how you treat it like everything else. If you love money and put it above everything, obviously that's a huge, that's a huge problem. We know for the love of money is the root of all evil. We know that by now, right? You are going down a wrong path if you are consumed with loving money, with money. The servant, the worker, he hoarded the money. He dug a hole in the ground. He buried it. He guarded it. And I believe he was obsessed with protecting it. So what are we saying here, right? You you were so obsessed, you were so engrossed with protecting it that you let it consume you and in actuality did nothing with it. And that leads us to point number two. What are your intentions behind this, right? Your decisions around money, what are your intentions behind it? Deuteronomy 8.18 says, it is God who gives us the ability to even produce wealth. And that in itself tells us that wealth in itself is not a bad thing. But you need to know where it's coming from. The definition of stewardship is taking care of someone else's things. That was the point, right? That's what they were doing in the story. When the rich guy went away, he gave them his own money and said, take care of it. Yes. So stewardship is taking care of someone else's stuff. When we are given money, when we accept payments, when we are paid for a service, we know that that money does not actually belong to us. What we acquire does not actually belong to us, but we are practicing stewardship because we know that it comes from him and we are taking care of it for him. The reasons why I had issues when I first started business of accepting payments because I was made to believe I was a bad person for having any excess of it, even though um, that is subjective. But I was made to believe that a lot of it I shouldn't have. And if I did, I wasn't a good person. And I want you to know that money is an enhancer, meaning whoever you were before money will be amplified with money. We can look at the movies that we watch. Almost all of them have this, have some type of female um, in a high authority, a high power position. And they're always portrayed as a mean nasty person, a stingy person, right? Think about it. A person who steps on people to get their own way, right? So we adopt that idea that money will make us into this nasty um, person, which is simply not the case. If you were mean and nasty and stingy before you had money or, or wealth, if you start to acquire it, you will be even more so because you have more opportunity and you can easily do it, right? You will be even more so. However, if you are someone who always thinks about giving back, if you are someone who is always helping, you're always trying to serve, you will be that even more so when you start to acquire money, acquire wealth, because 
you now have the tool to do that at a, at a higher capacity, right? It brings forth opportunities. It is a tool that can help you get done what needs to get done. Matthew 6, 24 says you cannot serve God and money. It has to be one or the other. You can't serve two masters. So it will always be about understanding who you are in Christ. What are your intentions behind your decisions and who God made you to be? And number three, the parable of the talents also teaches us about money management. There's money management lessons in there. That rich guy, that benefactor, he was saying, look, you have to take action, right? You have to be intentional. You have to have a plan for your money. You read the entire book of Proverbs. It talks about thinking long-term with your money. It talks about working hard, being diligent, and that leads to profit. It talks about budgeting, which is a very hard pill for me to swallow. (laughs) It talks about faithfully giving back, and it uses the words giving back because again, we know that it actually does belong to us in the first place. So faithfully giving back. So when we think about all of this in the context of the parable of the talents and all of Proverbs that is teaching you how to treat your money and manage your money. And in Deuteronomy, how it tells us where your wealth comes from. So I think we can come to the conclusion that wealth in itself isn't the problem. It's humans. It's it's us and how we treat money and how we see money. And if we are obsessing over it and it's what we make it mean, how we manage it, and are we are we multiplying it? Are we doing what he's called us to do? Are we using our talents? Because he also mentioned that in that story. He gave it out according to their talents. So are we using our gifts? And you know I'm very big on that. Are we using our gifts and multiplying what he's already given us? That's important. So I think we can take all of that and and say that God definitely gives us abilities and talents and tells us, listen, manage those gifts. I need you to manage this. I need you to build up your skill set because I've given you this thing. I've given you this talent. I've given you this gift. I need you to work on it. I need you to go and prosper. I need you to work hard. This is what he's saying, right? I don't need you to duck your head under the sand. I don't need you to take any little money that you receive and bury it in the ground. I need you to take what I have given you Go and multiply it. Work hard, serve others, be diligent according to his will, and you will naturally acquire wealth. You will. I heard someone say that before, actually, like when they use what God has given them 
um, without question and was obedient, that naturally this happens. Naturally, you acquire that wealth. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. And then we steward it. We make sure we give back his portion, his 10%, and we keep doing that over and over again. I think that is what the Bible, because we always go back to that truth, is sharing with us. That money in itself is not a negative thing. It's what you do with it. It's how you see it. Understanding that truth really helped me to get over my negative money story. Time to take action. Grab your journal. And I want you to answer the question, what is your money story? Like what comes up for you when thinking about money? What's your relationship to money? Because people do feel guilt and shame um, for receiving it, right? Some of us may be obsessing over it. Um, Maybe there is someone we saw or someone present in our lives that that has an unhealthy relationship with money and we grew up with that so that's now happening with us or we saw our parents struggle and we do feel shame if our our guilt i should say when we enter a position where we are acquiring money we feel away because our parents probably have had to struggle for that for that same thing so what is your story what's your money story and write that write that down and i need you to look at that look at the answer that you've given and think okay what is biblically true about this what's what should my relationship to money look like according to god's word right and if you'd like to share you can come over to the community at cupsofcoco.com slash community and you can share that and i will see you guys later that was a heavy topic right (laughs) but a necessary one if this inspired you transformed you or blessed you in any way please leave a written review over on apple Podcasts or screenshot your phone and share it on instagram and tag me at my cups of cocoa Thank you again for listening, but I would love to talk to you personally. So come on over and connect with me in my community, cupsofcoco.com slash community. Remember, we see you, we feel you, we love you, and you belong here. Come on back and sit with us.